different types of narcissists. But there's a couple of there's a couple of cornerstones of narcissism. Like if you're in a relationship, you're going to see the lack of empathy. You're going to see entitlement, entitlement to to use you, whatever you have, your resources, attention, sex, money, everything. And you're also going to see a um, just a lack of like connection, a lot of criticism, um, a parasitic lifestyle where you feel like they're using you and soaking up all of your energy. Um, and yeah, most of the time, the cycle of narcissistic abuse starts out with like love bombing. All right. Like that's why I focus so much on love bombing, like pulling you in, selling you the dream, future faking and all of that very quickly. Like before they, they even get to know you, right. They want to get you hooked on them. So they sell you a story and then the devaluation stage starts. So that's when it's all the criticism, the abuse, it can be physical, mental, emotional, sexual, financial, all of that starts in the value stage. And then the discard stage. So this discard stage, a lot of people get this confused. They think like, okay, he's just going to ghost me and leave me, or she's just going to ghost me and leave me. But this can be a process of keeping you trapped in the relationship while they're pushing you away at the same time and continue to break you down. Mm. So a lot of this stuff will show up in ways that a lot of people haven't connected to abuse before. Because as you were saying, in the mental health field, even in the DSM, they don't acknowledge CPTSD, which is complex post-traumatic stress disorder, which happens over a stretch of time. Okay, so if you're in a relationship and you feel like you're constantly being like pushed to the edge, there's a lot of abuse going on. It may be covert in certain ways. Um, you're probably with a narcissist. Love bombing is such, it's the most important part of the narcissistic abuse cycle. I say this all the time. It is the part that keeps you dialed in. They're dangling the carrots. So they start off, comes in really fast, really heavy with, you know, promises of a future, future faking, marriage, um, very early on before they they even get a chance to know you. Um, it could be gift giving. It can be just putting you on a pedestal. You're the best person that I've ever met. All of these promises that are just like, there's no genuine anchor to them because they don't know you yet. So what they do is they move through the world trying to get people dialed in and addicted as soon as possible. So that's the love bombing. So if you ever feel like you've met somebody and, you know, people aren't the only people that do this. This is organizations use love bombing also, the ones that want to get people like dialed in and, and really devoted to them as well. It's just a system that they run off of. So during the love bombing phase, um, it's really a phase where they just hijack all your happy hormones. Okay. So you're completely like devoted to them as far as like feeling good. You know, they're going to build you up to a place that we call idealization, which you can't really reach. There's no like genuine anchor to that. So that's how that starts out with the love bombing. And you could always like, if you're in an empath and you're very intuitive, Looking back on it, you could always feel like this doesn't feel right. This person doesn't even know me. Like, how do they feel this strongly about me when they haven't even like it's two days in, you know, you'll hear a lot of like, I love you on the second day or I want to spend the rest of my life with you. Like when, within the first week, I want to have kids with you, all of these things. And that's just to get you really hooked on that promise. OK, so the more when they start to devalue you, when the abuse starts, you're you're really like tied into that that future that they painted for you. So that's the whole purpose of love bombing. And they do it periodically like through through the relationship as well. So a lot of people think that it just starts out like that at the beginning and that person goes away. But the thing with about narcissists is that they know how to turn the love bombing back on when they need to breadcrumb you and like give you a reason to not leave. Okay. So that's going to happen throughout the relationship. And again, I think it's the most important part of narcissistic abuse because 
if they were an asshole, a hundred percent of the time you would leave, you know? So that is very, very important. Um, and it usually is what, what causes what we call cognitive dissonance, like conflicting thoughts and beliefs. So a lot of people, you know, when it comes to people that stayed in relationships with narcissists, other people will be like, well, why did you just leave? If somebody was treating me like that, like I would just leave. But what they don't see is a very covert love bombing that's happening behind the scenes that keep you, to keep you there, right? To keep you giving them like second, third, a hundred chances. Um, and then gaslighting, that happens throughout the cycle of abuse also. So basically during the phases where they are abusing or are whether covertly or overtly, um, whether they're being like disloyal and because most of them usually are serial cheaters, right? Um, and you find out about this stuff and they have to use gaslighting. They have to get you to doubt your own thoughts. They have to get you to doubt your own memory. Like that never happened. You could see proof. You could see text messages, emails, all of these things. And they have to get you to really doubt that you ever saw it. Right. So they're just painting you another picture to kind of like deconstruct your reality. And so that's what gaslighting, that's what gaslighting is. And that's how it shows up in the relationship for the most part. Can the narcissist love their children? Are they capable of loving their spouse? Can they love? Or is it really just so much about them that they're not capable of loving? Yeah. So this can be, this is a hard one. Um, again, narcissism exists on a spectrum, but when we're talking about those that are pretty high on the, the on the spectrum, um, they don't have the capacity to love. They don't have the ability that you can't have love without empathy. So a low conscious disorder has impaired or zero empathy. So, so most of them don't, you know what I mean? Like most of them see their children as pawns and they'll use their kids to manipulate and they'll use their kids for narcissistic supply and to triangulate them with the other parent, with the empath and all of this. So most of them know, and you know, psychologically speaking, they, they don't know how to love. They know how to imitate love very well. Um, they know how to use the idea of love to get what they want but they don't actually genuinely feel a very like heart-centered, empathic love. That's sad. Um, like, yeah, it is really sad. Yeah. And even when it comes to, yes, children and spouses, one of the biggest hurdles when it comes to leaving the narcissist is acceptance. I have a workbook that talks about radical acceptance, accepting the fact that they never loved you because they don't have the capacity to. They were using you for narcissistic supply. And that's why they can just move on to the next person as quickly as they, they met you and start love bombing the next person and Ooh, start so the cycle true. all over again, because there is no love there, right? You can't just turn love off. Like it's really hard for us to turn love off, but for them, no, because it was never there in the first place. They see you as a utility. So just like we have a phone, like how we use our phone for everything that we need, if it was the break you know, we would get a new one or we put it down when we don't want it and pick it up when we need to use it. Like that's how they see humans. And that's why they actually most of the time have multiple sources of supply going on at the same time. So that's why most of them are serial cheaters because they need a revolving door of supply. So it's not about love and it never is about love. Even marriage for them is, is more of a contract. Mm -hmm. 